everybody, welcome back to the Bookshelf, uh, Vessel of Honor Ministries. I'm Stephen McKay. I'm Dalton Claghorn. Jason Collins. Glad you guys are here. I was able to kidnap Jason for another week. And uh, we, in our last session, were just discussing Romans chapter number four. And we read just a few verses, and I'm just going to read one here. For if, Romans chapter four, verses two says, For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. We're just talking about how that... It's that, that the law, we went through three, three points last week, or the last time we were on set. Um, how that the law reveals, reveals us. What? It reveals us okay. and our standing before God and our separation from God and our, how, far, uh, how far we have separated ourselves from God. Okay. It so, reveals us. So that's the, the law reveals us, uh, how corrupt and wicked and ugly and vile and nasty we really are. And if you don't believe that, well, you need to read your Bible because that's truthfully what the law does. It reveals uh, us. Uh, on, a, on a serious note, if you really want to get a grasp on man's sinfulness, no joke, literally go to any public restroom and look at the shape they're in. Public restrooms are where people get to go make a, me a deposit something messy and they're in charge of keeping it clean. Right. Yeah. And so public restrooms literally go to show how much people actually are good. Yeah. They're yeah. the most disgusting, disgusting places on it's earth. It's absolutely disgusting. And, and so, you know, it just reveals the nature, uh, the fallen nature of humanity as you look at, you know, what we actually produce. Where we, we can, it's easy for us to, you know, put on cologne or perfume and, and you know, make this outward flesh public, look right? good in public, yeah. but in private, Behind the walls of the it's like a, it's like a, yeah. yeah. Here. That's right. Yeah. It, here. What, did, what, did, what did Christ say? You know, um, or was it John the Baptist? He said, you know, outside you are whited sepulchers. Mm -hmm. That's Jesus. Yeah. But inside you're full of dead men's bones. What, what does that mean? Outside your, your tombstone is beautiful, yeah. decked with you know, diamonds and marble and all this stuff. It's just beautiful. But inside what you are is dead. And that's the true reflection of what the flesh is outside of Christ. What are, that's why, well, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. But that's why the law is not sufficient for salvation. Because mm. if we if we talk to me, Jason. if we start if we start working on fixing ourselves under the law, like say we have a lust problem. Okay. So if we start just focusing on fixing the lust problem, all you're doing is is fixing a symptom. You may have addiction, lust, pride, oh. greed. These are all just symptoms of the disease. <laughs> the only way to to cure the man mm. is not through the law. Yeah. But it is to become new yeah, it's and to the fix renewal. the disease. The right. disease is us. We're right. the disease. What are yes. dead men good for, Stephen? Nothing. Stinking. Yeah, that's it. Stinking. That's right. Yeah. That's and that's all we do is stink. So, so you basically, you can't just bandage up a symptom of the dead flesh that we are. A new one will just pop up. That's it. We've got to be completely renewed um, and made new uh, only through Christ. So it doesn't matter. And this is, let's just touch this right here while we're here. This is the reason why, you know, I feel that, and I've been to a plethora of different kinds of churches, and there are some churches that are so staunch in their legality because they think it is their legality that saves them. You know, it is that, you know, we, we uphold certain tradition. We do certain things. We, you know... If you don't do these things, then you, oh my God, you, you're you're going to uh, um, what? You know, you're backsliding. You know, you know what I'm saying? Think about last episode. We said what? The law does what? 
Reveals. Okay. And then grace does what? Receives. Receives. And then faith does what? Renews. Renews us. Renews. Okay. So grace receives, faith renews. And what keeps you? I mean, faith. Faith. Still, right? It's the ongoing faith. In in the legalistic world, it's this idea that what we don't do is what keeps us. Mm Right, not oh. faith. It's we're, we're secure and we and are what all we right do not and do. we're saved because we dress this way and we don't yeah. go here and we don't watch well, this movie and we don't listen to this. That's it. And, and we don't so cut our hair. You, yeah, exactly. You know? We don't wear makeup. I don't wear my wedding ring because I, I ain't gonna. You, you know. Some some circles I don't wear a tie. Yeah. Some circles I wear a tie. Well, I so have to, yeah. This this all is going back to exactly what Jesus was so angry with, yeah. and that was the 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 Pharisees. They had created what was called the Oral Torah. And so we have 613 laws of Moses that God had given through Moses. And so the Pharisees had developed this idea that God, uh, that normal people couldn't understand the law, kind of like the Roman Catholics of today, uh-huh. that the, 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 the normal people can't understand the Word of God, so we need to uh, teach them, interpret, show, it, for interpret them. it for them. And so out of just the, the this thick of a, the Old Testament, what they had, the Torah, the actual Torah, they had the oral Torah, which was finally put in written form, huh. but it was like 27 volumes to oh. describe. To That's why Jesus that. was so angry because they made it impossible. They made it worse. No, they, by far, they made it. He said, you, you make it to where men can't live. You make it to where women can't. They yeah, made it impossible. Impossible. And, and just like the eating when they're when they're walking through the the, yeah, the, the cornfield, they get the corn. They don't wash their hands. That's an oral tradition. That is not in the Word of God. But they they consider the oral Man. Torah to be equal to the written Word of and, God. And think about this, kind of echoing off that this idea that the Pharisees had of like, well, you know. This is not for the common man. Mm-hmm. It's for us. And then same thing with Roman Catholics. But yeah. I, I see that also in, in our church. These legalistic yes. circles, yeah. man, because it's like, you know, hey, all of these people that don't dress like this and don't read this translation, mm-hmm. they're off. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll, this Pentecostal elitism of tongues. Uh, exactly. I mean, that if you don't have tongues, you don't have the Holy Spirit at all. Mm-hmm. And then I'll tell you this. One thing that really changed my whole world was when I went on the mission field and I realized that I'm halfway around the world, and all of the traditions that saved us are not found present in any of these churches because their culture is completely different. So where, where then is my basis for salvation? Is it in my tradition? Is it in what I, you know, have, have come to think or actually it's like taught to think, you know? Was it in what I was taught to think was... The gospel, or, or is it in faith exactly. alone? It's not, you know, it's, it's when you get to heaven, when we get and stand before Christ, if you're born again uh, as a Christian and you stand before the great, uh, before the judgment seat of Christ, it is not going to be all these, you know, checking off of what I don't do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be faith. Yeah. Faith. You know, did you respond in faith? Is that faith what carried you over? You will not get to heaven by what you did. Mm. You will get to heaven by what He did. That's your only option. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> Knock that ball out of the park, Jason. It's what I do. Yeah. Words of Jason Collins. <laughs> it's what I do. 
<laughs> one-liners. But, you know, that's, that's well, we got to come to that. We've really got to come to the basis of that. And, you know, something me and Jason have talked about over the years is this, um, this we, we each got our corner market on religion, right? We have the, you know, certain denominations, certain titles that I'm not going to list here. We've got this corner on this and that corner on that. Well, we, we're right. You're wrong. And you're going to hell because you don't do exactly what I do. And we're missing the whole principle. Yeah. You know, actually, I was talking to a friend of mine, Tim Apodaca. He came in the office um, about a week ago, and we were talking about, you know, the, the, and we actually, Dalton, we, we talked about this in a previous episode. Actually, we were supposed to talk about it, but we didn't. The reduction of the law. And I'm not going to go into all this. I didn't, I'm not going to go into all this, but this is incredible. You know, Moses gave 613 laws. Isaiah reduced it to 11. And then, uh, uh, was it Micah reduced it to three? I don't have the number. Jesus, anyways, reduced it to two, okay? <laughs> Upon the whole law, he hangs these two, and that is that you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and that you love your neighbor as yourself. You know what Tim told me? He said, we can't even do those two. But you know what? If you did those two, you would never sin against God if you loved God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you would never do anything to hurt Him. No, you wouldn't. If you loved your neighbor as yourself, you would never do nothing to hurt Him. Hurt That's right. So you would never sin. Mm. And so here we are. We can't even come together uh, because of our denominational differences and our, the, you know, these, these walls that we build up that have completely destroyed Christianity in this generation. It is. It's a, it's a complete. The division of the church is a complete work of the enemy. And you know, these two things actually highlight again how Jesus, in thought, is even superior to all other religions. Mm -hmm. the The Hindus and the Buddhists will say our golden rule is that you don't do unto others as they would do unto you, but Jesus says do unto others. So they're thinking, don't be bad to other people. Right. Jesus is saying, go above and beyond. And be it extends good. into the mindset of the, of, uh, the Good Samaritan. It mm. extends into yeah. the mindset of being crucified for those. In, in, a, in a carnal sense, you're good enough just by abstaining from hurting others. Yeah. Jesus is saying, bless those that persecute you. <laughs> he raises the bar all Even all in his simplicity, he was infinitely complex. So, you know, in a, in a nutshell, we have to really, we got to break out of this mindset, you know, of my camp is the only camp. If we could just do the two, that Jesus reduced the whole law, upon these hang all the law and the prophets. If we could do those two, we would break down the walls of division. We've talked about this for years. If the church could just gather together under the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ, the resurrection, burial, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, forgiveness of sins, and proclaim the truth of the gospel, we could turn the world upside, upside down tomorrow. But it's all, the reason why we don't is because we are all afraid of what we might lose. Yeah. We're afraid of, you know, our reputations and we're afraid of uh, what people might say and we're afraid of, well, they're, you know, being ecumenical and all this nonsense when in truth, Jesus himself, you know, pulls all of this. We've we got to come together on the basis of Scripture. But let's go back into uh, this final point because it goes, the law reveals us, grace receives us, faith renews continually. It's a constant thing, Jehovah Mekadishkin, we're always being sanctified and renewed by faith. But then it goes into works because works is the result. It's, it's the result. result in us. So we, you cannot say that like Abraham, if it was just works, mm -hmm. you know, he was glorified, but not before God. No, he right. you cannot be made right before God by, by works. works. But works is a result of 
and is born from salvation, mm. being under the grace of God and coming to Christ in faith, then that new creature that's born inside of us, and that's, that's one thing I really try to stress to people when I'm teaching about salvation, is we, you know, we talk about being born again and this new cre- we're now a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away. This is not figurative language or symbolic language. This is literal. Literal, literal. There, there is absolutely a new creature born inside of you from heaven. Yes. Not of the will of man, not of the might of man, but of the will of, the God. Will of God. So this is a new creature that's born inside of you. So what is this creature like? It has the mind of Christ. It has the perfect nature of Christ. So that when you're truly born again, you at least have inside of you this perfect nature of Christ, this draw yes. and this love right. to do the will of God, mm. to, to, uh, to, be, to, to thirst and yes. hunger after His right. Word and His law. It's, it becomes the most beautiful thing in the world to you. Right. And, and you, 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 everything changes. Your whole mindset. Yes. Now the old man is still there. You have these two natures that are battling each other, but you have that perfect nature of Christ in you. And that's what we were talking about. You know, uh, light is not becoming light. Light is light. No, that's so and salt is not becoming salt. Salt is salt. Salt is. And that's what Christ calls us, that when we're born again and made new, we are the light. And so when you see a new creature, you, there is evidence mm-hmm. of that new creature by what it produces. Yeah. And, you know, it's... We always say, or actually, we don't always say, but people are constantly throwing stones. Don't judge me. Only God can judge me. Actually, we have, we have the grounds to judge. We cannot judge the motive of the heart. That's what we, we cannot. We don't have the right of judging We can't motive. pass sentence. That's, right. what a, that's what a judge, a judge passes sentence, but we have to make righteous judgments every day, all day, even about other people. Yes, we have to. Because your relationships are dependent on how close do I let this person get to me. Exactly. I have to make a righteous judgment about their character. So they take that out of context. Oh, they completely do. But, but when you look at the, within the parameters around what we are looking at, we, the Bible says by the fruit of the tree, we know the tree. Mm-hmm. We have a right. And this is something also that we have discussed in previous episodes of how it is our, this is a rabbit trail, how it is our job mandated. We have to be so mindful of truth that we deal with heresy. We confront those that are, you know, just coming up with this erroneous garbage. And in in this generation where everybody's feelings are on their shoulder, they'll label you as, oh, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're not being very kind and all that stuff. Listen, truth is on the table here. Yeah. Truth, truth is the most important thing in the world. And if you're going to taint it, I'm going to make sure that you are, uh, you know, corrected. But well, our judgment has to be has to be founded and sourced out of that word, <laughs> right? Like the the judgments we make, Jesus says, make sure it's a righteous, a judgment, righteous judgment that it's based out of the, every judgment we do uh, or have should be founded from Scripture, right? So, and the only way you can do that is to ingest the scripture. Yeah, you can't you can't know uh, what you're going to say unless you know what's in the word, you know. And so, when we look at works, works has to be the the product, right? Yeah, work and that that so works is um, in the Old Testament. So you know they did they they had to do sacrifices, they had to do all these things, these works, and so works. When you think of works. 
people think of you working off something or working towards something. And so before you come to Christ, if you're trying to come to God in any other way, it's a works-based thing. And so you're, you're trying to work off something. You're trying to work off a debt or work towards something sure. or becoming something else rather than what you are. But this is not that. Mm. So this works is we are producing right. by what we, are, what, what we now are. Yes. It, it, is, it is not what we're trying to be. It is what we are. That's why I did the light and the salt analogy. We're not trying to be light. We're not we, trying to be salt. Right. We are light. We right. are salt. Right. And we have the perfect nature of God. We have the mind of Christ. We have the, the carnal nature too that's fighting it. But we have to be led by God's Spirit. And so those fruits will not, or those works will naturally be produced. So the fruit. That's how you, the evidence of life. So mm -hmm. the fruit from is the proof of. Yes. Yes, and it's, it's, it's a matter of transformation, not confirmation, or conformation. Yes. And so being Conforming conformed, to. yes, being conformed will never work. That's why Romans 12, 1, uh, you know, be not conformed, 12, 2, be not conformed uh, to this world. So but transformed. Conformed is your, 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 you're mimicking, molding. You're yeah. mimicking. Yes, yes. But it says, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. By renewing of your mind of what? Of the Word, Word of God. God. Yeah, so you can't be conformed to faith either. No. An emotions aspect. Mm -mm, that no. has to be a radical death, rebirth, yes. transformation. It's a new creature. A literal new creature. Man, that's so beautiful. That is light and is salt. And that's why when you see a true Christian, it is not a struggle to produce. No, it's a joy. What is here? It's a joy. This is a product His of the word tree. His word is a joy. That's it. Th and think about this. You know, Galatians chapter 5, if you're wondering where the, a, the source of our fruits of the Spirit are, this should be evidenced in your life. If you're a Christian, these things should be here. They should be here. No, they, they will be. Not should be. Have to be. They have to be. You cannot nature, say that you are a fig tree if there's no figs. That's yeah. right. You, you can't, a good tree can't bear bad fruit and a bad tree can't cannot bear, bear fruit. So you have the fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against which there's no law. So by nature, and this is, this is something that, you know, you begin to look at the life of other people. And where you, where you do not see these evidenced in their life, life as a, on a daily basis, my question then comes, yeah. you know, does, is the life of God really in you? Yeah. Is the truth of God in you? Because if it's in you, this will be your nature. Amen. It has to be. And you look at the previous chapter, I think it's, it might be in the same chapter, but the works of the flesh. <clears throat> yes, same chapter. <clears throat> the works of the flesh, you're either producing the works of the flesh or, or the fruits, the fruits of, the fruits of the Spirit. It's not There's no in, in, in between. And so if you're walking in those works of the flesh, mm -hmm. the last part of that is you should not inherit the kingdom of God. Oh, man, we could preach all day. We could seriously do this whole series on. I had a friend of mine that uh, preached a message on 52 people that will not, not make the rapture mm. in the New Testament. And he went through all of these. Yeah. <laughs> and you could, li you could literally hang out on each work of the flesh. Yeah. Well, but we don't want to hear that. You yeah. know, we want all of, our, all of our sin justified and covered and the Lord knows my heart and all that stuff. If this is not, if it's not in you, if this is not in you, then the works of the flesh are in you. And um, uh, just take stock of where you are. 
take a look. What are you producing? Well, it's a, it's a matter of your walk. Right. <clears throat> That's how I always explain it is you're either, you're either walking in the Spirit or you're walking in the flesh. When we get born again, we are walking in the Spirit. We fall, we sin, we fall, but we get back up and we keep walking towards That's Christ. That's right. We have to keep, keep on walking. But walk. if you're walking in those works of the flesh, if you're walking in that direction, there's need of serious concern. <laughs> Dalton's laughing because uh, underneath our video studio, somebody's playing loud music. Like blasting it. it. <laughs> like it's vibrating the couch. And, it, and I'm laughing because, man, I don't know if y'all can hear that. I hope not. I doubt it. But um, I want you guys to consider what has been said. It should lay heavy upon our conscience. What are you producing? If you're not producing the fruits of the Spirit, have you really been made a new creature? Which direction are you walking? That's it. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this week's episode of The Bookshelf. Hopefully we can keep, Dalton, or keep, keep Jason around a little bit longer. And Dalton too. And, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know, you know. <laughs> we love each of these guys. Uh, but I hope you guys are enjoying this. Until next week or until next time, God bless you.